0: Today, we're hosting our episode in your offices in Nua Capital Offices. First of all, super cozy. Mm. Great change of scene for the podcast. Um, so thank you for hosting. Uh, today, we're speaking to Stephanie and Khaled. Um, guys, thank you for you know, your interest in participating in the podcast. Great to see you guys. And first of all, congratulations. Um, in an elevator pitch-esque uh, form, what is NOAA Capital, and and how do you position yourselves?
1: Right, I think. Uh, uh, well, thanks for coming. I mean, uh, thanks for like you like the I'm glad you like the office. I think. Brand
2: new. Yeah, yeah. brand new. yeah, brand did a fantastic job on uh, it.
1: she's out sick today, but she she put this together. So the idea was, I think, feeds into our ethos to some degree. So what you see in the office, which is like a very comfortable space, I think feeds into like a lot of our DNA, which is. I think to be very open, very at ease, put people at ease as much as we can and sort of kind of have this sense of familiarity. So I think that's kind of like a big part of what you see in the office translates into what we stand for. So in a nutshell, who we are is, you know, we are you know very deeply experienced um, uh, investment platform. So all of us here have worked together for a long time. Uh, not everyone, but the partners for sure. Yeah. Um, and um, the idea is, you know, we've been doing VC and investing and partnering with startups for the past, you know, 15 years in, in primarily emerging markets, but really MENA, Turkey, Pakistan, Africa. And we really, on the back of launching NUA, wanted to kind of build something new, different, fresh, um, taking and distilling a lot of the learnings from the past, you know, what, 10, 15 years that we've been kind of engaged in the ecosystem. And I think a big part of that was how do we drive value to the underlying portfolio companies. So we talk about like being founder friendly, that's kind of one element, but structurally, how do you kind of, you know, actually support the founders? So a big part of what we do is that, uh, which is how do we kind of partner with you to help support you on a very specific basis? So whether that's um, um, through our wider kind of what we call the NUA network, where we um, uh, have subject matter experts in product tech. uh, uh, growth hacking uh, recruitment etc that we make available for our portfolio companies and we share some of the upside our upside with these people okay. uh eventually we want to bring these people in-house but we need to kind of grow the platform to do that the second is um you know one of our partners is focused on value creation within so his, his, his he's an operator by background and his focus is really just helping you know rolling up his sleeves and helping the company full-time so that's kind of like one core element i think uh the other is really as much as we can, and you know we can do a lot better at this. Is really be as transparent as, as possible. So we, there is something around funds and and VCs and and just private capital generally that's a bit opaque, right? Like it's yeah. like a black box. So one thing we, we're we're kind of keen on doing is uh, figuring out how. Uh, we can um, like be very open either with our investors, which is a differentiator in itself. Yeah. We're super transparent with our investors, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And the same with our founders. You know, And sometimes it hurts us, sometimes it, 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 it works to our favor. But I think we want to just be first and foremost honest with ourselves and with the people that we work with. And then lastly, I think critically is amongst ourselves as a team. Um, we want to have a sense of family in what we do together. So, like, we, all of us, like, the say, like, all, we're nine now. So, I think, you know, whether rightfully or wrongfully, you know, you read some kind of, like, management business books say that that's wrong, like, you shouldn't, you know. But I, I think, like, spend 10 hours a day with somebody. Um, I mean, they're family, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and I think, and that that's good and bad, right? There has, like, good and bad elements to it. And I think, I believe it elevates how we work. Um, and it, uh, but um, um, it's, and I think it translates to how we kind of interact with others.
2: I would add one thing to that. Um, we also have a very interesting set of partners who are investors, and who have been, for the majority of them, uh, they're a mix of corporate investors and family offices, and they've been at the forefront of building up their respective industries okay. in the region for the past few decades, and they you know we, we've built this partnership with them and they want to meaningfully work with our founders
0: and and was that strategically part of the plan when you were looking for you know your LPs you wanted participating LPs is that was that strategically how you guys kind of set yourselves up
1: yeah 100%, 100%. Yeah. like and if you look at like the sectors we invest in they're tied to our LP base to some degree It's not like we brought LPs who are, for example, interested in healthcare, so we started investing in healthcare. Mm -hmm. No, we said, these are our five segments. We want corporate partners or or investors who are in the space so that we act as a conduit between them and the startups. It helps the startups and it helps our investors. So that that was kind of the key driver. Um, um, Have we kind of fully figured out how to do this well? Not yet, but there's some early, I would say, right?
2: Indications of it kind of coming together. So work in progress, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool, and and um, so w- w- when you just introduced new one, what you guys do and what sets you guys kind of apart or your value proposition, you you said quite a bit. So I just want to try to unpack that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so w- one thing that, that that you were just saying was that you you have kind of um, investor operator kind of structure. Even a member of the team is 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 used to being an operator. Nitin, I think you said yeah. his name is. Um, now. Now you've obviously placed a few bets in the last year, two years almost. Um, almost twenty. Now. <laughs> twenty bets. Amazing. Um, so you've made twenty investments so far. Um, what 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 is the appetite from the founder side on on your offering, on being supportive from an operation standpoint, on having investors that want to get involved, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Have you seen the appetite? Is it an, an inside facing outwards perception yeah. of what you're offering, or is it actually well received on the other side?
1: um i would say quite well received i think though we've not also you know whereas i mean a startup in our own right so we're still figuring out how to make that work well yeah so far i think clearly the early learning is that um the startups want more the full-time resource rather than somebody you can kind of parachute in but i think we're figuring out how to kind of do more of that full-time resources as in as, Nitin, as like as they want Nitin is going to be there. He's, he's in the trenches <laughs> with me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the problem with that doesn't scale unless you have size, right? Unless yeah. you have you, but, um, so that's one learning, um, in terms of unlocking the corporate relationships and the LP relationships, I think there's some early successes, but we, there's must be a better way to kind of like scale it as well. So it becomes a function of scale. Um, and I think the way we do it, it's not we push because we don't want to. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a nuanced distinction, which is we don't want to push stuff on the founders. We want the founders to take rather than us to kind of push
0: on the self-serve model. It's there. Yeah. If you want it, you, you help yourself.
2: But I definitely think there's been a lot of pickup on this. Um, if you look at the last 10 years, there were maybe a few VCs that were the most active VCs. Yeah. I think today there's much more capital available in the market. And it's a function of how you want to structure your cap table. Bring in, and I think the founders do um, think about that, and it's it's something that really that comes yeah. up when we're we're discussing deals. And,
0: and so, you know, to my understanding, you've made twenty kind of investments so far. I think that's extremely active. I think you guys, I'm I'm, I'm quite surprised sure. and impressed by the rate of investment. So that's yeah, amazing. We we're kind of announcing yeah. Them yeah. now because <laughs> just of where they are, but yeah, sure. But and 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 to my understanding, they they they're. they're, they're um, quite oddly super early stage um, or there is a, a penchant towards you know investing earlier than you would have anticipated. Now, can you walk us through that? How has that happened? Was that organic? Was that strategic? Can you explain to us why NUA Capital would get in so early?
1: Yeah. So I think our original proposition was not to be an early stage fund. So we went out to investors <laughs> and we raised money on a very different value proposition. So we, when if you go back to February 2020 and you look at like our investing background, it tilts more A and, you know, late seed A and B, really. Like, uh, yeah. These for me personally, that's mostly what I've done. And I think the rest of the team really, like we've kind of, that's where we tilted. What happened around the time we started to go fundraiser, besides COVID, but like the, the big thing that, that happens is this ecosystem got super hot, there's a lot more capital flowing in. And so what we thought of as A and B rounds Went from let's say, let's say an A round would be like a five to ten million dollar, uh, five to ten million dollar ticket, maximum ten at like a thirty million dollar, forty million dollar valuation, twenty million dollar, it would be in that range. So yeah. now it's like you know, forty, fifty, sixty, hundred, you know, and then B's are like through the roof, yeah. um, hundred fifty, two hundred, two fifty, three hundred. And we kind of paused because A, we and the round size is also commensurately. Increased, so we don't have the size for it. As in, with a hundred million dollar fund, we don't, we can't write, you know, twenty twenty million dollar checks. We just don't have the size. We could, we could have written twenty three million dollar checks, right? And that would have been an A B strategy. Um, and so we kind of thought about it and like put our heads together. And um, I think the idea is that the worry is that as the valuations grow. Um, we're operating in a market in MENA, in Pakistan, uh, you know, a little bit of Sub-Saharan Africa, where if you just take MENA alone, the size mm. of our aggregate economies are not that large. So even if you invest in fantastic, great companies, do everything right, how big can they get and how big is the multiple once there's a market correction? So let's say you enter at 250 million, 300 million in a series B, for example, or a late B, Can this become, can this give you like a 50, 20, 30, 40 X return? I mean, the market's not that big, right? Outside of Aramco, like how many public companies are even that size, right? So it's it's a bit of a, just a function of our economy is not being that large. So therefore we said, you know what, that might be riskier than taking early stage risk and getting more of a company at the early stage, at seed stage, taking uh, stage risk um and then and uh, and then growing with those companies as they evolve
2: but to be fair we've also started seeing incredible pipeline at the very very early stage i think the caliber yeah. of founders we're seeing it's it's like we've never seen before yeah, i don't I'm know sad. if covid had a role to play the covid inflection last two years but it's it's incredible
0: so 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 i just want to talk to those two points a little bit so are, are you suggesting that even though you might invest earlier stage and the success rates might be a bit lower the 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 rate of return would generally compensate for that in that's aggregate. the hypothesis yeah, in
1: aggregate it's I mean this is the theory you could be very wrong <laughs> on this hypothesis <laughs> and like kick ourselves in three years time, be like, well, I should put like ten million dollars in five companies and Florida about it, which is something else we're thinking on a different vehicle, but um yeah, that basically the risk return trade off at seed is better because. I think we have systemic risk, meaning the economy is just not large enough yeah, to get like large yeah. exits. You know, that's the theory, right? The theory could be way off. We could be like actually have massive failure risk at seed, um, but we'll see. And I think the other thing is about us: we we we're nimble. We can yeah. change and we can evolve, and we have you know firepower around that. The, the other thing is like we concentrate the capital in the ones that do well. So we we'll yeah. double, triple, quadruple down on the ones that win. So you end up with like something like a barbell, like a lot of capital at the early, then it kind of weans out, and then more on the ones that kind of emerge.
0: I mean, everything you're saying is super rational, like even logical from a market sizing perspective, from opportunity, et cetera. I, I, I definitely align with the hypothesis. I, I, I genuinely would think it's true, <laughs> but, yeah, <that's> but inshallah. <laughs> now on, on, on yeah. the second point um, yeah. that you're seeing, a higher caliber of founders. Um, I'm kind of seeing that too a little bit, so I, I would kind of agree with that. Um, but but there, the the founder capacity is there, but the execution capacity is still a huge gap. I'm finding in the market at the moment. So so. I think the first point I would agree with is, yeah, I think COVID somehow or remote work or people kind of rethinking kind of where they want to live, where they want to build their careers, et cetera, has attracted a different caliber of, of, of talent. So I, I would generally agree with that. But I still find that there's a huge vacuum in, in, in their capacity to execute and build teams because the talent um, hasn't necessarily followed suit at, at, I would say, an execution level, uh, whether it's product operations, you know, et cetera. Um, are you guys seeing that in your companies too? Are you seeing very strong founders, but, but maybe some struggle in building operational capability? Or are you not seeing that at all?
2: I don't know, are we? Um...
1: I think it's an evolving segment. Like the talent pool is getting better and better and better. So it's not static. But at
2: the founder level.
1: But even like one layer below, but yeah. not at the same pace for sure. Yeah. But right? the founder's more pace. impressive. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Recruitment
1: remains
2: not unique. Yeah, and,
0: and and I think that's generally what I'm seeing as well too, is is that although you have, you know, founders who have been, you know, identified fantastic problems to solve, have have clearly kind of, you know, drawn up the opportunity, understand what the solution would look like, can you know, s- set up the vision, the, the strategy, et cetera, raise the capital, et cetera their ability um, um, you know, in, 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 in building the team to execute on that vision is somewhat still restrained by the lack of talent in the region. right? It's, it's, it, it, it seems to still be something that's that's, that's clearly a problem. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and, and hence why I think your value proposition of being able to plug in someone like Nitin, et cetera, or having that capability is absolutely the right approach. But your ability to scale that is Eventually, going to be your competitive advantage. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with the hypothesis, and I tend to similarly get worried because there's tons of money in the market. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's there. There's tons of problems to solve. There's tons of great founders, but you know, seeing companies, you know, being able to go past launch or yeah. go to market into like year two, year three, being able to scale their business. That's where I'm starting to see a lot of companies kind of have struggle in terms of growth. Um, and so I, I, I believe in the hypothesis of betting early. I just wonder how you take it to the next stages yeah. when the market doesn't have that talent.
1: So maybe let me kind of like zoom out and like think about not just talent, but like the wider kind of ecosystem. So if you think about why we think of, back to that question, why do we think we're different or or trying to build something different at least is that, you know. Um, Beyond the value creation, we also want to be a platform where we can handhold founders through different elements, through different cycles, and also kind of contribute back to the ecosystem. And as we build the ecosystem, you know, that that deepens talent, it deepens, you know, government interaction positively, corporate, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, we're four partners, if if you want to put it that way, you know, two of the four partners, myself and Sarah, are you know, invest, call us in, like traditionally investment focused. You know, Stephanie is very focused on like you know ecosystem building, and that you know that was kind of a key part of like how we kind of want to build something, um, because that helps us through you know some of the thesis work you do and like like stuff that uh, Stephanie does helps us kind of elevate the ecosystem and build partnerships, and then knit in on the value creation side. So that's kind of one element. The other element is we want to offer different offerings. The value creation is one. The transparency, the thesis, building the research is another, but we also have different products like, um, we're just launching a debt product so we can help companies in different ways. So a venture that project that's, uh, we're going to start deploying from that as a separate fund that we're going to start deploying from hopefully next couple of weeks. Uh, and then eventually want to build new products so that, you know, if you look at the life cycle of companies, we can help them with different elements, whether that's, you know, recruitment, whether that's intelligence, whether that's, um, um, different expansion, cap, yeah, expansion yeah. market entry. Co- yeah, this is like having a suite of products. Right now, fair to say, a bit jumbled, but we're kind of that's the essence of what we're trying to achieve.
0: Cool. And and uh, is there anyone out there um, at the moment that you would say has the same kind of ethos in terms of how they invest, what they're trying to focus on? Are there any kind of VCs out there that you feel either you you emulate or or or, or you see as a, a peer that follows the same kind of operating kind of belief?
1: Locally or globally?
0: In in Mina, no. I would assume. Is there anybody that's doing something quite similar?
1: I think different people like dabble in different elements, whether the multi-product thing or the value creation element. Um, but I think bringing the whole platform into it, I think, uh, not, not to kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, like she two, think, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are we are we
0: spe- are we more special? I I I, I, don't, I think different people do different elements of it, but not the sure. whole kind of. And what uh, I would say is, and, and the way I would ask the question is, is you're you're, you're super early stage, yeah. right? Which already in itself eliminates a large portion of participants right now in your space. Then you're also plugging in operational kind of of solutions. Um, then you have kind of. Um, you know, investor support and participation as well yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not just, are you founder friendly? I think I'm, I'm, I'm past that, yeah. you know, it's more like real solutions. Um, so when I think about NUA today, I don't, I can't think of top of my mind, someone who participates at your stage and who offers this kind of comprehensive support.
1: No, I don't think so. And um, the ability to give different forms of capital.
0: Yeah, and, that I haven't heard uh, of at all, actually. Yeah, because we haven't
1: we haven't announced it, so you're 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 you're, you're first. <laughs> you yeah. Back, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. But yeah, we're we're doing that with a partner, actually, with a joint venture with somebody else. But you know, we'll we'll announce that in detail later. But uh, that's another kind of element of it. It's like how do we, you know, help support like that? And then the third product is is really that conduit with kind of operating LPs with our investors, corporates to kind of partner and grow. Our underlying portfolio companies. They both benefit. And that's yeah. kinda of something, it's kinda of third leg that we stand on, I think. Or trying to. I mean, this is all early stage, this is all building. So like uh a-
0: And so you guys are a hundred million dollar fund. Uh you've deployed or you made twenty bets so far. Your ambition is to deploy the fund by when? Fully? A couple of years. Yeah, two years from yeah. now. So twenty twenty five ish. Latest? Maybe earlier, 2024? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Three years. So let's say we start deploying 2021, one. Mm-hmm. Three years, until, yeah. two years from now. Yeah. And are there any ambitions to take the, the fund more global or is it always going to be a Middle East? Oh, Good question. Um, I, 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 We have, a, I think, a passion for a wider
1: thing. We've done some stuff in Africa in our past lives that was really good that yeah. we like. We'd like to do more of We're really interesting Pakistan. Um, we love Turkey, so like we some of our be- best performing companies in the past have been in Turkey. Uh, I, I think like our interest is more kind of EM. I'm interested in EM, yeah. right? I think we all are. Yeah. Like, uh, we're not interested in like going to Europe or the US, or. Um, but I think we have a passion for EM and um, emerging markets. I hate using the word EM, but you know there's no better word. But like a, the, the emerging world, really, where you know you're backing founders who write who are Solving for big problems, really meaningful problems. Like today, uh, I mean, historically it's been like copycat stuff, but you're now seeing those kind of um, solutions that are like solving for big, big problems globally. Um, so that's, that's something that we're, we're really, really interested in.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I mean, it'd be refreshing to have a fund or any brand of the matter, not just, you know, investor brands, but any brand for the matter come out of the Middle East, participate globally. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, that we could do, actually. So primarily, I think we'd focus on MENA, GCC, Pakistan, sure. Turkey, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. But I think we could, we might do actually some deals outside of those geographies as well. That's yeah, we have, we have, we yeah.
1: can. We can. We have some allocation of fund to do that.
2: Yeah,
1: um, We do it sparingly, or, or we'll do it sparingly, but, uh, but that's,
0: you know, if... if you,
1: that's how kind of you build your track record over time you start kind of widening it and you build networks in those kind of new geographies and you grow out from there
0: okay so you're almost two years in
1: well, one year from starting to invest i think we lost six months in the middle of covid but yeah two years since we kind of you know started
2: we were setting up we, setting well, up, we didn't yeah. really lose yeah. them but <laughs> yeah two
1: years since we kind of
0: started What what surprised you like what what did you not expect to happen happen outside of the pandemic?
1: <laughs> yeah, well that's a big one, but you know, um what um, one of the challenges that you
0: didn't you didn't anticipate?
2: So I think when we when we when we started NUA, no, we didn't anticipate to build our LP relationships online. I think these are very long term real partners. You mean online like digital like online zoom calls? <laughs> um, that was interesting. So that was interesting. Um you know uh, some of our lps we hadn't met them in person until recently so i don't think any of us anticipated that
1: mm, yeah i think that was that was definitely just not the way people tend to raise money yeah, yeah. so that was a bit of a challenge but i think also like you know finding our own rhythm in a new setting is was a challenge like figuring out like how we're gonna kind of do things together and um how we grow the team how we kind of build how we really cement the dna and this is an ongoing thing it's not yeah, like yeah. settled i think that's a new challenge because in a way it's a startup in of itself Um so i'd say that was that was a kind of a because we mostly most of the team we've worked together a very long time but it's a, a prior to no but then in a new context it's very different right and so like you know we you know, making sure that we're able to kind of like gel well and like yeah. complement each other in the best way possible. Is an ongoing. Especially,
2: sorry, especially when you bring in new people to yeah. the team, you also don't want to be that kind of clique, clique
1: yeah.
0: that's so you got, worked like, together speeds.
2: before. And so yeah. naturally, you know, we mesh really well together.
0: So create a new culture, not yeah. not, not, not yeah. trying to extend an old culture from somewhere else. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. I yeah. think yeah, I
1: think uh, yeah, exactly. Like build a new culture and then make sure that those because half the team is from has not worked with us before nearly half so like it becomes ha- make sure there are no two speeds within the organization and this is tiny we're not, like nine pieces like very small very so small you have to make team. sure that we're you have to get it right
2: you have yeah. to get it right you have to uh, make sure that they can benefit to a certain extent from the culture we've built but they can also enrich it and that we're open to that
0: so, so on that point and an excuse for the blunt question so what's different here than at WAMDA for you guys so uh, on that point culturally what have you guys done that's a bit different how would you go well, it's that? not about like different
1: I think it's just about like you know um how we kind of think about you know collective decision making maybe a little bit more um, where um so I think that's the kind of the main the main Is kind it of family piece? family as in we are yeah. a family yeah I think like maybe like I feel and I don't know if stuff you feel the same. I feel like really want to like double down this idea of like we are a family you know and with it we, we bring a lot together uh, like um and that we we kind of walk in lockstep with each other overall and that, that's not to say that it wasn't like that before but it's just a different feeling and a different vibe and you know we're um and i think that it, it, this is what we're kind of trying to kind of build True. it's not to say that don't like one is to the other or there's a way to do things versus like, i wasn't uh, suggesting that either yeah yeah no but just to <laughs> just to put that disclaimer out there but i think that's it like to kind of double down on the idea of of uh family. I mean, that's like, I, I keep bringing that up. I don't know why. But Sounds like, that's a bit cultish, stuff. to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> we next are time not I come here, we're going to wear all the same colors. And- <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> it's, it's
0: off everything problem. seems to be a bit beige in here, uh, by
2: the way. Uh, it's, uh, it's navy and, and black uh, <laughs> on most days. No, look, and add to that, I think the the, the premise of NUA is to really kind of redefine uh, a venture capital and starting really at the beginning of the value chain, so with our limited partners. And the fact that we we inherently work closer with them and work closer with our founders that in That's and of totally itself breeds a bit of a different culture
0: yeah no no i i i totally understand i think um i think if you're able to crack kind of a super warm um authentic transparent relationship which is what you're after um yeah uh, i think founders definitely feel it i think they're going through a very difficult times. Yeah. so if you can provide that environment that goes beyond just being an investor I think that's absolutely needed in the space. right? yeah, I mean, that's that's why like we have this this as a therapy couch, you know what I mean? Like
1: (laughs) right now we're early, so nobody needs therapy in the portfolio, but like it'll come like from, so like therapy for each other.
2: Or in the team. (laughs) Therapy for each other, so
1: like
0: strategically placed. All right, um, guys, thank you so much for the time. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I I look forward to hearing the story. In part two, maybe a year from now, and see how many therapies you guys have done on the couch. And um, I appreciate your time and congratulations on the launch of NOAA. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks. Thanks. That
2: was fun.